0: It's going to rain.
1: It does. <laughs> yeah, I wanted to check the radar, but I didn't get to do it. All right. It poured, poured here yesterday.
2: Yeah, I've been kind of keeping an eye on the weather myself because buddy of mine, we want to try and get, I try to shoot at least one of my days off. Right now, the position I'm in, as far as work goes, I have the weekends off. So I try nice. to shoot one, one day and do okay. something else the other day. Yep. And Can I get you by anything? I'm good. I still got my water. Are you good? I'm good, thank you. And uh, it's just like I—I I actually texted him this morning. I said, it "Looks like tomorrow, if we go if we go south and east, like in the Jersey, there's a place I shoot at in Jersey. It looks like we got a very small window to shoot. Mm. Or we're going to. But if we go north to one of the other clubs up in Pennsylvania, he's like I 'I don't want to drive an hour and forty minutes, and then it rain on us and not be able to shoot.' So I yep, said, yep. I'll keep tracking the weather. <laughs>
1: yeah, 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 and that's clay, right? Yeah, Clay's, Clay's yeah, I, we had there's a um some kind of Range around here that I've always wanted to go, and we just haven't because um, leading up to dove season, um, that would be really helpful for me oh, yeah. because yeah. I'm horrible at that. And if, I think if you want, and when Jeff gets back, you want to talk about
2: you because you're relatively new, right? Shooting, oh, yeah, very new. So, yeah. yeah, I mean, I'd be glad to look at you and your gun, give you whatever mm-hmm. pointers that, that okay. I can give you to help you. So, thank you. Yeah. I need all the
1: help I can get.
0: All right, I am back and salute she is so
2: you had to get
1: it i had to just had do you to. want to be already no no actually i'm i'm a water you lemonade could. iced tea guy and i have iced tea too if she you did like. make tea so yep i didn't have any artificial just have the real sugar stuff that's that's the best kind. yeah it is. are we on
0: i am i just i <laughs> <laughs> i wrote i wrote i wrote stuff down wrong so oh excuse me i'm gonna turn my mic down just a little bit there we go Steven. Yes sir. BLO. Yep. There we go. He said it right. He's got
2: it right. <laughs> I do,
0: thank you. I'm I'm and you, Karen doesn't believe me but being dyslexic these are the problems. When someone's dyslexic they have have issues He's especially wrong. with Italian last names. <laughs> Nick, how, how do we say Nick's last name? <laughs> <laughs> you, yeah, I forgot her. Oh, come on.
2: <laughs> Castigliano.
0: Castigliano. I've called Nick Castellano forever. <laughs>
2: Sorry, why, Nick. <laughs> why don't you ever correct me? So, oh, I have boy. a friend of mine, his last name is Nota Francesco. Oh, jeez. Fifteen letters in his last name. Yeah. I would butcher that. <laughs> yeah. We just call him notes. It's yep. easier.
0: Yeah. Well, Stephen, thank you for taking the law. Evidently, what turned out to be a long drive.
2: Yeah, a little bit longer than I I thought, but I'm here.
0: We appreciate it. Thank you very much. Okay. Um, I'll let you... I, I, I'm going to let you talk about where you're from, and then I'm, I'm going to... There's actually a really good story in here with, with Karen also, but please tell us about yourself. Where are you from?
2: Okay, I'm from Philadelphia. Uh, I do. I, I live in Philadelphia. I do everything else outside of Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, down at Molly's a lot, on the eastern shore, whether I'm shooting uh, sporting clays or hunting down there with a couple different people I've met over the years. Um, I hunt Jersey, Pennsylvania, Delaware. I drove out to North Dakota last year to do so, Year two years ago now, to do some hunting, that kind of mm-hmm. stuff. So, um, I'm a Country boy that lives in the city, and I don't know how that happened. On Broad Street. On Broad Street, On yes. On Broad Street. Is the
0: Mushala still there? The Mushula is still there. I've, I've, I've what eaten. is that? Oh, what is the Mushala? The Mushaloo is a
2: big old sailing ship that oh, is now a restaurant. Oh. So, and that's, oh, okay. that's a few blocks. Well, it's about a mile plus away from me. It's on Delaware Avenue, right, right in the Delaware River.
1: Oh, really? So, yeah. okay. Is it still
2: called Ben's Landing? Still Penn's, Landing. Okay, Penn's Landing? Still Penn's Landing. Okay, still Penn's
1: Landing. Oh, um, yeah. there's a casino there too, right? Uh,
2: there's there? Actually, there's Live Casino, which is within walking distance of my house. Oh, wow. So,
1: okay.
0: I do think that we, um, I think it's it, across the way in Camden, it's changed names. But we saw uh, Chicken fried. Um, Zach. Zach Back Brown, yeah, and it was yes. the I think it was the uh, BB&T Center. Well, okay. I think that's right across. Oh, yeah, yeah it's, but it's right on the water, but on the on, oh, on the so, yeah. jer- You on know, the I haven't
2: so. had that's over by the Canam Aquarium.
0: Okay, and I mm-hmm.
2: haven't really heard uh, a whole lot, but I'm not fine tuned into that world anymore. Right, right. Mm-hmm. So, um, but yeah, there was there was a lot
0: of good events down there over the years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, so, so uh, oh here's I'm, I, I am talking slower today. <laughs> I've re- really tried to work on that. But I stole am all over the place. How, you were pretty close to the the 95 or past the collapsed. Yes? Uh,
2: actually I actually drove over yet yesterday.
0: So they've got, so fix they got it fixed
2: They got it fixed. I had to go up to qualify for my yearly qualification for the police department. Right. And I'm vexed as to how I'm going to get up there ex- uh, using another road besides 95. Mm-hmm. Super easy 95. I'm a mile away from the 95 entrance where I live. Just get on 95 North and away I go. And uh, next thing I know, I'm checking my phone and it, I had to be there for 4 o'clock. I'm always early, except trying to get down to you guys.
1: <laughs> <laughs> You're fine. It was fine. So,
2: and it's not uh, a um next thing i know they're driving a fire truck over it with the philly fanatic and gritty from the from the uh flyers and the sixers mascot and, and i'm like it's open <laughs> so nice. that's the way i went and you know it was open it was smooth it was a smooth transition coming mm-hmm. home was a little bit of uh it's interesting because that's the exit right where they built that at mm-hmm. where i get off to go towards the police academy okay so mm-hmm. coming home it's now just one solid wall so they have to figure out how they're gonna they said they're gonna work from the outside in and recreate that tunnel okay. for the streets oh underneath
0: okay I saw but recently, mm-hmm. s- wasn't that long ago, I saw a, um aerial, like a drone shot that they were kind of still cleaning it up, but they were, they were working fast on it, but cleaning it up, so it was, that was kind of on my radar when I, when you said Broad Street, I, I, I you know, geogra- geographically, I thought you were halfway close to them.
2: Yeah, yeah, it's not, it's yeah. not really that far, I mean, so, uh, it's almost a daily run, I get off to go to work in Exeter 2 right before that, but to go up to the police academy, we have... The way our academy is broken down, we have a training center, mm-hmm. uh, which is where the new cadets go, and we do our continuing education classes, classes at, and then we have the range, which is actually the old academy, the academy building that I went to. But mm-hmm. they, they kept that for the range, and they got a couple of other, other units in there now. Our highway patrol unit, our uh, our special weapons and tactics unit is in there, and I think K-9 and the bomb squad are in there. Wow. So yeah. So uh, I zipped up there last night, and then coming home was a breeze. It was
0: nothing. And hmm. So. You said ninety-five. I'm so old. Ninety-five northbound. It stopped just above Widener College, and you had to you had to get off ninety-five. <laughs> and then I can remember it went a little bit further on up to like man, I can't. Rem- um, it was just like south of the airport. Like, yeah, yeah. So you,
2: you had to get on 291 and go all through yeah, and yeah. then get back. Yeah, hit yeah. 611, which is Broad Street, and yeah, then yeah. you That's could pick different stuff up again. I'm like, where huh, are they going to connect?
1: Was- so, 95 was not continuous nope. that long ago.
0: That, well, I'm, a, I'm just old. <laughs> well, same thing going southbound into Baltimore, like at, at Eastern Avenue. Mm-hmm. Like, there was no Fort McHenry Tunnel. Like, mm-hmm. you got off and you went through the old Harbor Tunnel, but you know, basically 95 stopped going southbound you got on 695 went through the harbor tunnel mm-hmm. but the true 90 you know 95 south and north well 95 south stopped at eastern avenue okay and it was the same kind of thing like south of the city somewhere like to, where 295 anyway somewhere at the beltway there where karen there's a huge spider behind you i'm not joking not that's on me right no he's no, no, no yeah. it's a, that's a yeah. what's
1: would you start with it's the huge long spider runs. that's not <laughs> that big well you maybe take the last one off <laughs> well i'm not into touching them but it's not that big <laughs> i'm telling you earlier
0: when we have we this mulch was going to be—I thought it was going to be a great idea. First, at the, from the price point, it was—it was a good idea. But like, they said playground. I was thinking like chips. Not anyway. Um, it's a mess. We have our little Milwaukee blower that, that that we like to use. And this morning, over in that corner, there was a big. When I say big, I don't know. I bet it was two inches in diameter. Oh, black as can be, and it had—I think it had white eggs it was carrying around mm. with it too. But anyway, I'm sorry. you don't mess with her.
1: Yeah, um, <laughs> not, I don't like spiders. <laughs>
0: yeah. All right, Stephen, Philadelphia Police Department. Please tell us. Um,
2: in my uh, thirty, going into year thirty-four, starting in wow. August. Wow! So oh, congratulations! Uh, congrats, yeah, thanks, congratulations! Thanks. It's I'm um, currently a lieutenant. I, I work with the Special Victims Unit, and I kind of oversee the. Actually, not kind of. I do oversee the child abuse section. Oh so gosh. it's not pleasant work. Yeah. Um, but um, somebody has to do it. Yeah. Actually,
1: so. it's funny that's the same thing a friend of ours who's who, a worcester who, county Morse, deputy yeah okay. he he just is starting to do more work there and she and he said you know not everyone wants to do it but you know he's actually kind of good at it because he talks to kids really right.
2: well yeah we have uh right now uh, i have nine investigators that work for me both police officers and detectives they're you know they're really good people they're hard-working the amount of uh cases we get in. We work hand in hand with our Department of Human Services mm-hmm. and they send in literally thousands of jobs a year that have to be vetted, reviewed, and myself and the sergeant do that. And then we pass them on to the investigators to, to follow up on and do the investigation. Mm-hmm. And it still adds up to thousands of jobs a year. Mm. So it's, uh, it's a needed service, uh, sadly.
1: Yeah, uh, so, yeah, so. yeah 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 we have to you know kids need you know people to watch over them that's for sure yeah yeah
2: it's uh it, it's when you see the jobs come in i had somebody yell at me one time because i called his case a job but for us in the police world sure. it's lingo it's a job and the investigations come in you don't realize that it's so prevalent and there's so many
3: mm.
2: so uh, sad. again sad
0: yeah Yep. I'm going to switch gears a little bit. Karen loves handguns. Can we ask what you carry or what your favorite handgun would be? Uh,
2: I carry, a, for work, I carry a Glock, uh, Glock 17, my millimeter. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I started the department, I carried a Smith model, uh, yeah, Smith and Wesson Model 65, 337, but we had to carry 38s. They actually gave us 38 plus Ps. They worried about overpenetration with uh, the 337 mags. Uh, I don't know, I like all kinds of handguns. I just bought, um, back in April and finally got to shoot it last weekend, a Walther 22 mag. And what a sweet shooting gun that loud a
3: lot of mm-hmm. bark but no bite mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. I had,
2: I had uh, my son and a friend of his uh, shooting last week with it and uh, just love the grip on it so mm-hmm. but I, I have them all I have uh, from 22 mag 22s up to 44 mags okay.
3: so,
0: yeah. thank you so I, I, I need to restart I'm gonna restart and say since two, two of us not not me but two of the three of us have molly shirts on Steven this Pit Boss Podcast is brought to you by our very good friends at Molly's Place Sporting Goods, easily found on Route 213 in Kennedyville, Maryland. com is where you can fuel your adventure. You go there a lot, right? Yep.
2: yep. Last time I was there, uh, David was nice enough to sell me a $2,700 uh,
1: sporting clay gun. So. <laughs> David was very helpful.
0: You're referring to David from Molly's. David that's, from
1: Molly's. That's how he likes me. to be referred okay. to. So
0: David from Molly's, thinking of you we are. That's a good guy. Uh, next up, Dirty Duck Coffee. Mm-hmm. What did we go with this morning, love?
1: Uh, you said it was new and I never bothered night. to look. You, it you told me it was a, it's a medium roast. I it was good. Yeah,
0: I liked it. Yeah, it was good. You did good. Yeah. Yeah. Still some news there we can't talk about, right?
1: Right. Not yet.
0: Not yet. Getting no. closer, though. Yeah. Okay. Because it's getting close to July 1st. Okay. It means it'll cool. be a official summertime. Nice. If it's not already. It's a humid one today. It is humid. Th- Thankfully, the two fans are mm-hmm. keeping me half halfway cool buck and jay dirty duck coffee guys thank you very much dirtyduckcoffee.com who should we go with next our very good friend steve hoover at duck water boats all the way out from us in new philadelphia ohio steve thank you very much duckwaterboats.com love we own what
3: Mm -hmm.
0: we own what I'll say I it again. We do this stuff. We, oh, come the on, world's you.
3: largest. There you
0: go. All right. There you go. We're still talking uh, about duckwater water boats.
1: Okay. I thought you were moving on. I'm like,
0: well, hey, somebody me this, what, me. what motor do we have on that? Just so everybody knows, because I, I yeah, what size? Three
1: fifty.
0: And what is what's unique about it?
1: The duo prop.
0: There you go. Very. I'm proud of you. I'm very proud. me, he tests. me <laughs> <laughs> Steve Hoover. Thank you very much. Next up, we didn't. We did not use it today. What's that? We didn't use it today for breakfast.
1: No, we didn't. But no, because I, I had to go walk and burn off all the other times who have had it.
0: But I found a really good recipe that I think is gonna go it's gonna be more than just biscuits. Okay. I'm we're gonna to add some protein to it. I think I mm. think it's gonna work to it and we're gonna have to do a test test run a little R and D to see if it works. But Okay.
1: <laughs> more R and D calories.
0: We're gonna need yes. to thank John Paul and Jay from Duck Blind Bistro. Mm. Yep. Took me being dyslexic, I had trouble with that that bistro part, didn't I?
1: God, some please help us and just nip this whole dyslexic thing in the butt. Maybe it's the O's at the end. Could, That's could, could, be, <laughs> could be. Could be. Very well. Could be.
0: And lastly, but not least, Stephen, you 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 frequent this this sponsor also at the corners of Route. He's he's looking for. Um, he's, he's. I'm going to give him help. Um, okay. At the corners of Route 589 and Route 50. Ah. Uh crabs to go there you yes. go
3: yes <laughs>
0: mark john dan guys thank you very much we've uh so we I, I guess there's a little price savings in it but we keep looking for we want to get cold crabs yes So we yeah. want
1: to get the cold crab special
0: yeah the, the hot steam crabs is what everybody always talks about but actually we like we like to get them they're a few dollars cheaper but we like mm-hmm. them cold and i even told you the other day we should just get some steam crabs throw them mm-hmm. day be- you know day before get them hot Throw them in the refrigerator and enjoy them the next day. But they mm. just—they pick better. I don't know that they taste any better, but they definitely pick much better, mm-hmm. I, I, in my opinion. So, yeah, very tasty. Crabs to go, guys, at the corner of Route 589 and Route 50. Crabs to go.com dot com, guys. Little red really hut. it is. I remember when it was just well, this is their thirtieth year.
1: Oh, wow!
0: But it, so I wasn't there in the beginning, but about 1996, 97, I remember that it was basically just like a. a a carryout stand. It wasn't. It mm. wasn't much bigger. All they did truly was just steam crabs. Mm. Maybe had some other things in there, but I remember them just steaming crabs.
2: Crab. Coming
1: from Philly, do you like steam crabs? Yes. You do? Yes.
0: We're a very big uh,
2: crab family in my house. Okay. Just wanna. Not that I'm going to throw an extra plug, but a friend of yeah. mine that I
0: worked with, D- <laughs> I we were talking about this, and I'm uh, going to stop you for a second. For those who are not watching on YouTube, you are holding up. What I'm going to assume inside is a Crabs to Go gift card. You got
3: it. There ah, you go. Ah, so,
2: nice. And uh, we were talking, and coincidentally, coincidentally, he said to me, I'm going down to Maryland. I'm going to get some crabs. I'm going to spend a couple of days in Maryland. I said, Maryland, where are you headed? was oh, down Route 50, going towards Ocean City. There's a place I stopped at. And I went, is it crabs to go? <laughs> and he goes, and I'm start talking, because he wasn't exactly sure. And I, I said, red, that's the place. That's the place. <laughs> so when he came home, I have no idea much, how much it is, but
0: <laughs> awesome.
2: it's a crabs to go gift card. I Very it. Cool. I,
0: I, I know the envelope, and I assumed there was a gift card inside, yep. so. so. It's, yeah, uh, good for you. Uh, because of you,
2: Jeff. Actually, that's the reason I found it, and uh, I made good. a special trip. Uh, a, I will travel for food.
0: It's a good place, <laughs> man. We're, well, I, I thought about it this morning. I had to go do a quick run and, and take care of some stuff over that way for my mom and all. She's still she's still over there, and um, I did think this morning, caring about. The Breakfast of Champions. We have not not done that in quite a while.
1: Have you tried the single fried oysters? The first time I went there, oh my gosh, (laughs) so good.
0: John on Sunday morning, John would have the fryer ready for us at nine a.m. and we would get those bad boys. Yep,
1: yep. It was Mm. homemade
0: tartar. Well, first off, the oysters are just top notch. Number one. Number two, homemade tartar sauce, and number three, John has given us the secret tweak of the cocktail sauce.
1: It's like pavlovs dog for me. As soon as you say that, I tell you.
0: Steven, I've been doing a little reading. Karen even asked me NSCA level 2 instructor. What? It, please, exp, what it, well, first off, I assume NSCA is National Sporting Clay Association? You got it. Yep. Okay. National
2: Sporting Clay Association. Okay. So I started shooting shotgun at a very young age. And thanks to my uncle, who's uh, Uncle Vero, uh, he's going to be 90 next month. And, uh, Happy birthday. <laughs> thank you. I'll relay it. I'll show them <laughs> this for sure. <laughs> Good. Um, and I used to shoot trap, used to shoot some skeet, and I was always a bird hunter. And I was at a club, uh, like a, a pheasant club, mm-hmm. and the owner of the club said to me, hey, did you ever try sporting clays? We put a course in. So I shot it, just a hunting gun, and I'm like, this is really cool. You know, he was looking for more use of the property, because once the season ends in most of these clubs in April, they close down, you know. They grow crops, do whatever they do, oh, but they're wow. always looking for more income. Mm-hmm. So um, I shot it occasionally there. Talked to my uncle; I hadn't talked to him in a while, and somehow we got on the subject. He goes, "Oh yeah, I shoot that. I shoot it at this club, at this club." You remember old Jmps down? Yes. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So Jmps, and uh, so I went with him one time. The first time at a club in Jersey called Cedar Creek, and uh, I borrowed a shotgun. I didn't even take. He said, "I'll bring a gun for you," uh, and I shot relatively well for the first time. It was with his friend Ross who has since passed away, but I was hooked. So, right away I start looking, um, using some of my older guns, not as specific. You can shoot it with any gun, as long as it holds two shots and it's safe and functional. Um, but I, of course, wanted a sporting clay gun. Uh-huh. So, uh, I was, his friend Ross was nice enough to sell one to me. And I started going, and a couple of my friends start going. And uh, as we're working along, I'm progressing pretty well. I took a couple of lessons with some big name instructors that we're lucky enough to have in the Jersey, Delaware, Maryland area. And I just really liked it. So now my friends are shooting and they're starting to, you know, everybody misses and I'm giving them corrections. Mm -hmm. And a couple of them said to me, you know, you're really good at that. You should be an instructor. Mm. So I looked into it and as luck would have it, a gentleman that I knew from Lehigh Valley Sporting Clays had purchased his own club a little further north in Pennsylvania. And he was having a level one class for an instructor took that passed it Uh, roughly two years almost to the day later they offered the level two instructing course i took that passed that and i started instructing shortly after i got my level one certification in the meantime i always like to do something more to build my my own uh, education and can pass it on to my clients so uh the nra uh, shotgun course came up took that that was easy compared to the nsca now there's level three, the NSCA, National Sporting Class Association. They changed the the qualifications, so to speak, for the level three, and that's which is the highest you can go. Uh-huh. And I don't shoot competitively. I just don't have the time nor the money. Uh-huh. Um, and one of the stipulations they had put in at the time was you had to be a master class shooter. There's no way with my schedule and what I have at home that I'm going to be a master class shooter. So I kind of put that on the back burner for now. Uh-huh. And there's a gentleman out of South Carolina, Dan Schindler. He has a really progressive school uh the paragon school of sporting it's a six-day course uh and you're not any of these uh certifications you're not guaranteed to pass rather you can fail and you lose it's a good chunk of money yeah so um i took schindler's course which is six days it was down in uh virginia the primland course down in virginia we stayed in north carolina and uh passed that in the meantime, I took a mental management course with an Olympic gold medalist, oh, all wow. that kind of stuff. Uh, worked with uh, another uh, mental course uh, with a, a master instructor down in Jersey and uh, just started hanging in the world more and meeting great people like you guys. You know, you. And, and uh, it's home. It's where I it's kind of feel like where I belong. Nice. So,
1: Very cool. So how, how often do you then do instruction? Like, is it...
2: As for, uh, in my area, as I mentioned, there's a there's a couple of really high-end, top-notch, master-class shooters who are great instructors. Mm-hmm. One of them, when I have the money, is my coach, mm-hmm. um, Anthony Mataris, down at M M&M and Sporting Clays. Anthony's a world, literally a world champion. He's mm-hmm. won championships in Europe, Italy. Uh, oh, um, yeah. He's he's just a great guy, and yeah. he can shoot real chaos. Yeah, yeah, exactly exactly okay. that's where they're at now they closed the course they closed the course the first week of june down in ocean city maryland and they're fishing for tuna and tournament fishing okay, okay. john prather yep. yeah 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 all
1: right Very cool.
2: so john married anthony's sister so, oh wow small world yeah, amanda and uh um so when the economy's good i have good business when the economy's hurting Okay. I have spotty business. Yep. So, uh, last couple of years with the economy, it's been spotty. I did have a new client, new set of clients uh, a couple weeks ago.
3: Uh-huh.
2: So, um, but yeah, I enjoy it. Yeah. It's, it's for me, it's, I have as much fun getting new shooters uh, into breaking clients. And whether they continue on or not, I hope they do. Mm-hmm. But once they start breaking targets and breaking them consistently, mm-hmm. they're usually hooked. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah.
0: yeah. Stephen, can you please... Um, because all the time I always think Karen knows exactly what I what I'm saying can you tell her the difference between because Karen has shot trap okay you've shot trap and PEI okay. But she has not s- shot skeet or sporting clays. Can you kind of d- okay. differentiate Difference. for her what the dif- what, tr- what the differences are? So trap, there's
2: one house in the center of uh-huh. five shooting stations.
1: Okay, yes. You
2: start off with 26 yards. The trap machine inside that shooting house is usually oscillating. Okay. So you don't know as the shooter which direction the, to- the uh, target's going to come out.
3: Okay.
2: 16 yards is the, the uh, standard. It goes back, I think, to as far as the 26-yard line okay okay and they're just and each shooter will shoot five shots at a station and then they progress ac- across the line mm. until they've uh, um you got it until they all shot five shots and uh finish with their box of 25 shells okay. do, do
0: you recall like the con remember
2: the concrete yes. how it kinda yep. came out from the trap mm-hmm. house yes i do em- yeah okay.
1: i can relate to that one
2: okay so, so skeet is basically a half moon Okay. When it first was developed, they used to call it round the clock. But then they realized they were kind of shooting at each other, so they <laughs> folded. <laughs> they folded the the uh, course in half. Okay. Makes so sense. you have one. Just picture a half moon with a block in the center. Okay. So you have station one through station seven, wow. and then station eight. Um, you shoot. There's a high house with uh-huh. station one. Okay. a Low house with station seven. You start with shooting a single from uh, from station one, and then a single from uh, or from the, the high house the single from the low house, mm-hmm. then you shoot a report pair, bang bang. Okay. Do that from station two, same thing. And as you move ac- across to get to like station four, you just go into singles. Actually, from station three on, you go into singles until you get to station. I gotta get. I haven't shot skeet in a little while. One, two, three, four, five. Till you get like station six and seven, then you start shooting a single and a report pair from each. Okay. And then when you get to station eight which is dead center and the, the targets are like screaming at you they're, 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 they're high uh-huh. you're not going to get hit with them but you shoot one low house and you shoot one high house okay. now if you're perfect through that and you've shot 24 straight then you have to shoot another one I believe it's your choice either low house or high house to finish your 25. okay a report pair okay report pair is bang Actually, it's skeet day, you, you, you kind of call it. I'm, I'm so used to sporting clays, ingrained in my brains. So report pairs, the report of the gun, a second target is thrown. A simo pair would be you press one center button or both buttons at the same time, and there's two targets in the air at the same time. Oh, gosh. So. <laughs> I'd miss both, probably. Yeah. They're it's fun. tough.
1: They're
2: fun. Well, skeet and trap are very, very... Um, you can almost train your brain, memorize the leads. And that's why people shoot a thousand straight in trap. They'll shoot five, six hundred straight in skeet. Mm-hmm. Sporting clays now—it's they often refer to sporting clays as golf with a shotgun because there's 17, 18, 20 stations sometimes.
0: And time, uh, out, time out! Time One second, there. This is the this is the, the was that our new best friend. I don't know. I think it was. Okay. Um, sorry about that. Okay. But the open air studios—that that mm-hmm. was a little bit loud. It had to be. Yeah, that All was right. that one. I'm sorry, Steve. Okay,
2: no problem. So, they call it golf with a shotgun. Okay. So, it could be 17, 18, 20 stations. It, as long as it adds up to 100 shots, 100 targets that okay. you're, you're addressing. You can shoot 50. Some clubs shoot. Like, I just shot down at Pintail back in June, Pintail Point. They have, every year, they have a benefit shoot. It's sponsored by the Outback Steakhouse. Okay. And um, it's for childhood cancer. Okay. I think it's out of for John Hopkins. Mm. So, and that shoot's only 75 targets. Okay. So... Uh, so they usually finish up with one station we're only shooting instead of six birds or six mm-hmm. targets they shoot five at one okay. so then they do the math uh as far as how many at each station okay so. but usually it's six shots um at each station three pair whether they're going to be report bang bang or simo with them both in
0: the air at the same time mm. so. and to help karen understand trap is a very uh let's 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 say it's structured yep right where the where the trap house is and where the where you're going to shoot from Mm -hmm. same thing with skeet exactly you have a high house low house and again the the concrete is laid out for you where you're going to shoot from but sporting plays is
2: when it was when it was designed sporting plays it's only been in the united states since the early 80s which isn't a long time when Mm -hmm. you think of the the uh the shooting games especially skeet and trap um again it was designed in england and they wanted to use their guns more so they have strict gun laws over in England. They wanted to use their guns more, so they had all these land, all this land on these estates. So they said, we'll design, and we'll call it Hunter's Clays. Okay. And when it hit the shores, especially the eastern shore of Maryland, it's one of the hot spots for, for sporting clays in, in mm-hmm. the United States. Um, George Hopkins and John down at uh, uh, J&P's when he was with us. Yep. Um, Schrader's. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> they can move the trap machines. So you'll have... A presentation they'll call it a springing teal because the target's going straight up like you just flushed okay. a teal. They'll have uh, a rabbit. They they throw targets rolling on the ground. Oh wow! Some places get really creative and they'll they'll take that rabbit target and they figure out a way to run it across a tree and they'll call it a squirrel. Okay. You know? okay. Uh, other places used to have it going almost away from you and they would call it like the the uh, fleeing fox. Oh, you know, wow. That kind of stuff.
3: So
0: so to give you Karen the visual is is basically each farm each each wherever wherever you're going to go shoot like it's never the same okay. like he's saying like the, they're going to cut they're going to kind of the verbiage is the same mm-hmm. but their are defi- their example of that verbiage is could be much different right, okay. right? um just depending on their terrain what they have you mm-hmm. know what's just what what's
2: each place is different terrain plays a huge part in it and terrain will also mess up with your your eyes and your visual presentation on the way you address the target because yeah. they'll set a bank up and the target, there'll be plenty of room to break the target. But as it's approaching that bank, it looks like it's falling because uh, it's going across higher ground. Okay. So you'll, if you're not focused on that target, you're going to rush your shot because you think it's going to hit the ground. Okay. And it's just all visual.
0: Huh. So, so there's actually one Karen, and it, it is a the rabbit will be a different clay, correct? Yeah, Yep. yep it's actually oh, a disc okay. that it actually is going to r- r- rolls on the ground like a wheel yeah. or okay. a tire how about right okay. instead of it flying in the air that you have shot at uh-huh, those right. those targets right those clays yep yep but this one a rabbit or the squirrel like you said run mm-hmm. across the log it, it actually rolls like a tire that'd be cool you haven't done it we
1: need we'll to do to, it yeah.
2: and uh they'll throw like a little a log under the runner a lot of them get started for a good traction run mm-hmm. they'll use a rubber runner and right at the end of the runner, they'll put a, a, a stick, just a stick or a rock. And next mm-hmm. thing you know, that rabbit bounces 10 feet in the air.
3: Oh, wow. <laughs> You're ready
2: to shoot it there and it's five,
1: 10 feet in the air. Oh, wow. Going
3: up. That's so.
1: pretty cool. Yep. So, I mean, this has all of that. I mean, I guess is essentially practice for when, you know, duck season is here. It you has use, to help, right? Yeah, you like, can
2: use a lot of it. I, I, I had a client, it's years ago now, um, big money guy. He, his company would go out all the boys would go out to uh, Arkansas and do a Mm -hmm. duck hunt every year. Mm -hmm. His phone call was to me, we go out to Arkansas every year and do a duck hunt, and I'm tired of being low man in the blind. I can't hit anything. (laughs) I, I said, okay. I said, I'm pretty sure I could help you so we met at a sporting clay course i think he took two lessons off me super nice guy mm-hmm. tweaked just the way he was looking at targets okay just the way lead then we talk about lead methods when we hunt we don't so much think about what lead method i'm going to use right there's there's sustain lead which you're always in front of the target okay. there's pull away where basically you meet the target with your barrel okay. and you leave it you pull away from it okay there's a modified sustain lead pull away and a lot of it and then there's pass through And most of us as hunters grew up shooting. um, I grew up calling it the four, (coughs) excuse me, calling the four B's butt, belly, beak, bang. So you're grabbing the target from behind, you're passing through Uh butt, belly, beak. As soon as you get to the head, keep moving the gun, bang, pull the trigger.
3: Interesting. So Mm. I
2: I showed him that. I got a phone call upon his return home. That was fantastic. I went from low man to high man in the blind. I can't thank you enough. Oh, very cool. I'm like, okay, I did my job. Oh, sure.
3: I
1: like that. This little tidbit might help me. I did horribly at PEI last year. Horrible, okay. and I I call it maiming. <laughs> I don't want to maim anything. <laughs> I want to be able to kill it. I don't want to think that I've injured something and it's sitting out there. It's my veterinary yeah. background,
0: yep. so. So you shot it in the butt. Yeah. Not in the head.
1: Yeah. I was. It was. Hmm. So Follow I need to be better
2: follow through, just give it a little bit more push. I, I my daughter hunts with me every now and then and mm-hmm. my son as well. And uh, when I told her, we went down, did a, uh, a Maryland youth hunt. Yep. And I said, listen, geese are big. People don't realize the amount of speed they generate with one wing, one set of wing flaps. Mm. Okay, so when you see that goose coming into the blind, I said, like start at the base of the neck and just pass through the head and stretch another full length of the base of the neck, from uh-huh. the base of the neck. And pull the trigger. Okay. The guide said to me, I should have known it was your daughter because she was dropping birds left and Really? <laughs> so. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. A lot of it is eyes and mm-hmm. your relationship to your mount on the gun. You know your eye dominance? Mm
3: hmm.
2: So yep. if, you, if you're. He's asking. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yep. All so right. Yep. Right eye dominant? Yep. And you're right handed? Yes. Okay. So, uh, it's like when it comes to fishing
0: with spinning reels. I heard that.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Don't even go there again. I'm sorry go ahead I heard that I watched that uh, <laughs> <laughs> podcast
0: um,
2: so as long as and, and a lot of people and, and studies have shown I'm not picking on anybody but studies have shown more women than men are cross-eyed dominant okay. so they're right-handed but they're left-eyed dominant oh interesting so there's a way you know to tweak that if if you're dexterous enough it's best to shoot under the eye that's the dominant eye okay it's
1: yeah. um, not there's, what I do. there's
2: a way to Yeah. You know, I don't want to Like, I'm a very firm believer in shooting with both eyes open. Shotgun. Um, I have to remind myself when I go shoot a handgun, when I go to qualify, I still shoot. I know guys who've trained themselves shoot two eyes open with a handgun. Mm -hmm. I haven't got there yet. I just don't shoot handgun enough. Mm -hmm. Or like I used to, I should say. Mm -hmm. So, but for me, both eyes open and you get all that visual input. Because our eyes are, are feeding all that physics uh, to the mm-hmm. brain, physics and geometry to the brain, mm-hmm. and get our hands there to break uh, break the targets. Mm-hmm. You know, people um, always say hand-eye. It's a hand-eye coordination. Sure. I tell my clients, it's eye-hands. Your eyes uh, will get you where you need to be to put your hands to break okay. the targets, or okay. drop the pheasant, duck, goose,
1: whatever we're oh. talking about. That, um, that certainly fits with, you know different, totally different topic, but you know, horse riding, you look where you need to go. Same with, I guess, driving, driving or yeah, even exactly. golf. Exactly. You know, you look where you want it to go. You don't, you know, yeah, make sure you, your head's where it needs to be.
2: And if you're a pistol shooter, what do you do when you aim a pistol? Well, you aim, but mm-hmm. what else do you What are you looking at real hard?
1: Um, at the target.
0: Your sights, right? right. Sights on the target? Yeah, I was going to say, I would look at my, my sights yeah. probably okay. more than the target. Yeah. Okay. Because, okay. Well, and because these are prescription, like I'm, yes. I'm like trying to, yeah. Well, yeah. this is challenging. Yeah. I'm, I'm getting to that stage. I'm, yeah. I'm in denial. I'm but trying to find where, where, like, it does. It takes. I'm, up, I'm yeah. sitting there trying to. Yeah. put The yeah. gun is the guns in focus, not the target. Yeah.
1: Okay. So. Yeah. When I have the time at the range, That's, I can yeah. go between both. You know, to line yeah. it up. So, if, and and pistol shooting,
2: we we concentrate on our front sight, right? That sight post. We put that front sight post pretty much where you want it to go. Mm-hmm. And as long as you're not crazy, especially pulling the trigger or too much finger on the trigger, mm. it's going to go right where you have that front sight at. Okay. Might go a little left, might go a little right. Shotgun shooting, your eye is your back sight, and your target. You're just you're just looking at that target. Mm. Visual focus on that target means you want to see as much as possible. And specifically as you're going into pulling the trigger on a game bird or a target, mm-hmm. you want to narrow it down to some, we call it laser-like focus. Mm-hmm. Some like laser, you could, if you could see a ring on the targets and these young kids today playing these video games, develop that hand-eye coordination, mm-hmm. their eyes are much better than me at 60, gonna be 60 soon. Mm-hmm. You know, um, they look and they could just, mm. it's amazing what the young young guys are doing, young
0: boys and girls actually. Yep. Nine millimeter Karen's much much more accurate than me.
1: Yeah, the range. There's no stress. There's no pressure right. there. <laughs> but, another know.
0: another fact: um,
2: th- the studies show women are actually better shots than men. Mm. So yeah,
1: well, it's just fun. I love definitely them. with the handgun you are. Yeah. So we have what is that tail? The um, the hitch, slinger thing that we have. What is that?
0: That would be basically just a a clay. Target thrower. Okay. So instead of using a hand thrower, right? It's the a spring, spring, yeah, a spring thrower. I got one it's in my spring. garage. Yeah. So okay. instead of using like the chuckit, so they make a chuckit more or less. Mm-hmm. You'd put a target and you can hand throw it. It's probably where the chuckit came from, honestly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. But yes, the one we have would be mounted to a hitch that mm-hmm. you would spring mount it. Okay. And they have great purpose? Those, you know, either spring
2: machines or the ones you have at home. If you have the room, especially mm-hmm. if you're a hunter. You know, and a lot, a of, lot of times your courses. You know they're busy, you know, even during the week. And if you're, they have their set rules because it's all about safety, correct? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, but like a waterfowl hunter, like
0: most of the time, like the guys in your boat, Jeff, they they're shooting from a seated position, correct? Yeah, and no, I always I always try to, I won't say preach to them, but I was like, guys, just you don't have to stand up, but just get your butt off the seat, right? Yeah. Because like, I, I, I've actually, in, anyway, yes. They generally are seated. The I, seat, seat, they are seated. They are sitting on a seat. But I, I do yeah. say, man, get your butts. If you don't feel comfortable standing up, just try to at least get your butt off the seat. And
2: I, you and I went back and forth when, when I start following you on Instagram about your shooters. I would say, tell them to give them. And, and you're telling them, lead it, lead yeah, it, lead I, it. Yeah. But when we shoot shotgun, especially shotgun, it's not arms and shoulders. It really starts in your core. So when mm. like if you're shooting like an upland situation or at a sporting clay course, skeet, trap, you're shooting, your move starts from your feet, basically, and comes mm-hmm. up. So if you're on a seat, like I could I tell you dove hunting, one of my favorite things to do, I have a, sw- a seat that swivels now, mm-hmm. so that, that really helps. But if I see a bird come in and I'm creeping to get up off that seat and get really? my butt up... You know, and I might not just stand up completely, but I'm going to have enough momentum in my body to allow me, you know, engage that bird, follow mm. through, and execute the shot.
3: Okay.
0: So, well, I can't hit a dove for nothing, but when Karen and I, especially at, at uh, Oakview Farms dove shoot, when I see one come, that I. I do, like, I, I'm, I'm sitting there just relaxed, we're watching, and here comes one. Like, I, I am getting, like, I want to stand up and shoot. Like, yeah. I'm not I'm not going to sit from a seated position. Oh, well, if mm-hmm. I can,
2: I will. I mean, there's, I mean, even I've been in duck blinds, A-frames, where they're coming and they're working to de- mm-hmm. as as much as I can do it before they call a shot. I'm getting ready to just finish standing and then address the bird. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, it's just really hard to shoot from a layout blind from uh, without practice. So mm-hmm. if you can do it somewhere safety with an old spring-loaded machine, or even now the electric machines, that aren't that expensive, mm-hmm. and set yourself up in a situation where you can go out with your your uh, ground blind or or a seat that swivels, a seat that doesn't swivel, and just practice, you know mm-hmm. that that whole thing. Practice like you play, right? So
3: mm-hmm.
2: um, that's big. There's- Dove, man, they are tough.
1: They're like little torpedoes. They're,
2: they're. I call them sporting clays on the wing. They're, they're. <laughs> okay. And they're, they're my favorite. Uh, I love to eat them as well. Oh my gosh, yeah, delicious! Yeah. I, I, I have a standing rule that uh, I'm a big animal lover, mm-hmm. both live and on the table. But uh, um, if I'm going to shoot it and take its life, I'm going to eat it. I, uh, yeah i'm not a trophy buck hunter <laughs> yeah i'm not you. a uh, uh there, granted if there's a trophy buck there i'm going to shoot it but also i'm going to eat it You know? <laughs> yeah. yeah so yeah um, i feel that, the same
1: way i'm going to kill I, it
2: i'm going to eat it yeah. yeah so that's that's where i'm at in my world i mean when i was younger it was a groundhog hunt and i can understand the guys that do and nothing against them it's it's a skill and a challenge to shoot a prairie dog at 500 yards okay. you know what i mean and, and but for me i i used to groundhog hunt when i worked in the restaurant business i worked with a guy who would eat them. He said, like, can okay. you bring me home a couple of groundhogs? Hmm. And I would. I had a neighbor in the old neighborhood who eat, would eat squirrels. So okay. T- Tony, old man Tony, he's, Steve, can you bring me home a couple squirrels? Uh-huh. I don't generally hunt squirrels, you know, but sure. if I knew Tony wanted them, I would shoot two or three, clean mm-hmm. them up for him, and bring them home. Yep. So that okay. kind of stuff.
0: Uh-oh. You predicted this, Karen.
1: Yep. I knew the trash You predicted this. Yeah. Except Duke's not out. <laughs> yeah, really. Duke would set it off. Yeah, that's... Uh, I definitely want to get better and i think maybe a couple of your pointers might have actually helped I, we we were members at the local range we, we kind of let that slide by just because we're so busy we don't have time to get there but um we need to find a big field somewhere
0: well really what we need to do is go down to we have not done it is the Assateague, the acetate uh, sporting place yeah. that's what that's what we need to do have it's you right been out? no, is right
3: outside No. it's in
0: Ber- berlin like uh southwest berlin okay um we talk about doing it we just never did it we've rent we have drove out there solid mm-hmm. we just never did it
1: yeah we're gonna make the effort especially before the season yeah, yeah you could do
2: I mean if you could find any high elevated uh crossing shot to re-
0: to replicate a dove mm-hmm. so. yeah time, it, time out one second
1: yeah. mm-hmm.
0: again the uh so dangerous what's that now
1: it's so dangerous
0: Hanging Hanging off the back of the trash (laughs) truck. All right, now I think our audio will be better. Go ahead, I'm sorry.
1: (laughs) Yeah, but uh,
2: there's targets there that will, on most sporting clay courses, that will definitely help you. And you'll hear that there's an argument out there in in the hunting versus target world that, well, pheasant, dove, you know, they can maintain speed and they can speed up when you're shooting at Mm. them. Whereas a clay target will slow down naturally because it only comes out under so much power from the spring, from the machine. But it's still the same fundamentals, and and I can tell you personally, the amount of shotgun shooting that that I've done over the years, in correlation to the amount of dove I shoot, mm-hmm. is, uh, it's just you know, I, th- I was done in twenty minutes one time on a dove
0: hunt.
1: Oh wow! Holy <laughs> heck! That was my limit. Oh my so, gosh! Yeah, that's yeah. impressive.
0: <laughs> if they're under, when they're flying good, you want to go to Argentina? Oh. Have you been? <laughs> no, no. Karen, do you want
2: to go to Argentina? I, I would of course love to go to I, 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 <laughs> I, I want to go anywhere. Yeah. Like to yeah, I would love to go to Argentina.
1: Um, where's the best place that you've shot? What, what's your best hunt? A dove hunt? Any hunt. Any hunt?
2: Um, I've had some, believe it or not, I've had some real good dove hunts in um, Lower Delaware. Mm -hmm. my uncle was friends with a gentleman who had a farm down there and he would set it up just for dove hunting nice he would just he would and it was the cleanest easiest retrieves you could he had sunflowers and millet but primarily we shot over sunflowers Uh and he would go crazy just with the uh, pesticides to keep the rose clean okay and you could just literally walk out and boom pick your bird up Nice. um i shoot a lot in in, uh, maryland and uh dove hunt and i usually have good dove hunts down in maryland Mm Uh, Pennsylvania, our pheasant hunting has—I caught the tail end of wild birds in Pennsylvania, mm-hmm. uh, and then now we're a put-and-take state through the Game Commission. They just started a couple of years ago a pheasant stamp. They—they uh, they listened to me. Actually, I had a meeting with them through a buddy, with a buddy of mine who was a Game Commissioner at the time, with some people from Pheasant Forever, and we sat down and we kind of talked about the idea of uh, since it's a put-and-take state, mm-hmm. you can only usually shoot the roosters. Okay, so. And the hens were laying, just laying out there, you know, you can't take them. So just like trout fishing, you just take whatever. So mm-hmm. they finally, on state land, I think they made it statewide, actually, now instead of just state game land, uh, you could take hens hens and rooster fes. Okay. So, and
0: they do a real good job.
2: So...
1: What? Uh, Sorry, am I hijacking a podcast? No, do it,
0: love. I was I was, was going to say I missed a really good opportunity for Beavis, Beavis and Butthead, but go ahead.
1: <laughs> um, what is the season for pheasant? Well,
2: for wh- pheasant, it usually starts the third Saturday in October, and it'll run to—actually, uh, because they moved the Pennsylvania deer o- uh, opener to Saturday, the Saturday after Thanksgiving— so the pheasant season ends the friday after thanksgiving okay and then it picks back up right before christmas and goes to february but they stop stocking at that point so Uh, when you get into the later season later season end of january february you're just taking your dog and your gun for a walk most of
3: the time okay so Hmm. that'd be cool
0: no pheasant on pei
1: what, so what is ruffed it that...
0: grouse. Okay. Ah, rough ruffed grouse. So good
1: shooting, great eating. If yes. you've never, you okay. never eaten a grouse, it's great eating. Well, that show, we watched that one show called Alone. Have you seen that? Where mm. they dump them out in the middle of the wilderness okay, and they have yeah. to kind of survive. Um, but they, that's what they kind of talked about, how it's like chicken, right? Yeah, it's, yeah, it's really, really good. good
0: eating. And I don't, I don't want to correct you, but I, th- I think you have had grouse with you off.
1: I have. Oh, I, I,
0: I'm going I'm to say that I, I know he's. I know he's brought some over, and I, I got to believe you ate it.
1: Well, our boxer is apparently a really good flusher.
0: Okay, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I what, don't know. What are you flushing there?
1: The grouse.
0: No, no, those mm. aren't. Those are. um they, oh, they're, they're either huns or quail. I can't. Oh,
1: uh, they're a little kind of grayish. I think the slate,
0: qu- slate quail. If I think that they're Hungarian. I think they're partridges. Hun- partridges? That's what it was. Yeah, yeah I think that's what he yeah. said it was. Yeah. Also good yeah. eating. And they have little coves at Shaw's where we stay, and yeah. she like goes out and walks around. It's kind of yeah. you know, it's 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 kind of has it's agricultural fields with some woods, but like she goes and they, they find them.
1: Yeah, the do- the the of that will bite you. Will, <laughs> <laughs> he, he can find them, he, I don't know.
2: I, I was hunting one time on a game land in Pennsylvania, and I see this German Shepherd coming through the fields, and we're <laughs> we're out of hunting. Yeah, and then I see the hunter come up and I went best hunting dog I ever owned
3: oh really <laughs> yes. okay.
2: yeah because finds and retrieves best hunting dog I ever owned
1: I love seeing um, you know the the uncommon breeds out hunting yeah. like the pit bulls the you know what's, what's uh, your VCA story oh well so so Duke the, the he's a he came, he was supposedly a boxer purebred came in the owner had tried multiple things to you know kind of control him they had young kids he had a trainer work with him they neutered him um, because you know he was just becoming more and more aggressive or protective turn aggressive Um, and he came in to put him to sleep he felt like he had tried everything he didn't want to adopt the dog out because he was afraid of what might happen Um, came in I talked to the doctor I said he's two please can we just I'll try and rehome him Talked to the owner. He signed him over to the hospital and called Jeff. I said, there's this dog. And I know we don't need another one, but... And we had the one dog. was in, She was kind of in end-stage cancer, so we didn't want to put her through any stress. And anyway, Jeff came by and met him at the hospital. Anyway, long story short, he came home with us and...
0: Okay, that, that's a great story, and I didn't want to interrupt you. But okay. the story, because our... The, the mental telepathy yep. is, okay. isn't working clearly today, actually.
1: He does this to me.
0: <laughs> Somebody had a, what did they have? What dog was it that he brought? He he brought a uh, client, brought a dog in that he had said he had it trained to retrieve geese. Yes. What was it? A pit bull. That's what pit I wanted bull, yeah.
1: to say. That's yep. A pit bull. And yeah. it was a great big fatty pit bull, too. So <laughs> it had really good insulation for the cold weather. But yeah, I love seeing these unusual. Dogs. dogs out there, and yeah. I think any dog can be taught to do it.
2: Did you ever see the uh, post gator, the duck dog? He's a Jack Russell Terrier. Yes, yes, yep. yes, yes I yes, love yes, that too. Yes, 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 I have seen him. Yeah, that's so cool. And
0: he works his butt off.
1: Yeah, and they love it. <laughs> yeah. They love yeah. it. It's fun to watch.
0: All right, so we have talked. You said you said you've, you've watched some of the, the 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 videos of my sea duck hunting. Yep. I. Everybody always says, oh, man, those guys suck and they're horrible and all these different things. First off, the boat is moving. So, number one, that's something that it would be very difficult to reproduce. But the thing, so I'm I'm not, I'm not, I am acknowledging that the boat moves, but I'm going to write that one off. The thing that I see is that you see them from 500 yards away and here they come and here they come and here they come and here they come. And somebody stands up and behind, behind, behind. Not... We're just sitting there talking, eating, whatever we're doing, and a bird comes around the bow, and I call it the reaction shot, dead. That's exactly what it is. Dead. It's like like, sitting there watching them go for, yeah. And when I try to tell somebody that, oh, as waterfowlers, that's what we do. Well, there's something to it because I'm telling you, behind, behind, behind versus something just out of the blue, like shocks you, dead. Hmm. If
2: they're watching them come in from 500 yards, and especially if they get into their gun at some point a little soon, mm-hmm. you know, they're in their gun or out of their gun, your mind, your brain is doing all kinds of math,
3: mm-hmm. all
2: kinds of math, and you're thinking about it. I gotta make this shot. I gotta make this shot. Oh, it's moving. I got it, and it just fouls up the functionality. Whereas mm-hmm. the reactionary shot, see bird, shoot bird, mm-hmm. and our subconscious is the greatest computer in the world. Mm-hmm. So if you can get that feeling, like on a good day when you're shooting, when I'm shooting sporting clays and quote unquote the zone. It's like you can hit anything. You know, it's just like, boom. The day I limited out on, in 20 minutes on a duff hunt, it was a 12-bird limit back then. Mm-hmm. The birds were the first time I hunted over actually a Mojo electronic duff, and the birds just, they were coming in. And I Basically, oh, bird, boom, bird, huh. boom. You know, that kind of thing. When you see a bird coming in from any distance, and if you, if you put that, as soon as you put that gun in front of your face, and the bird's not ready to be shot... Your brain is Mm. going to start doing that math. Mm. And the shot's going to develop, and then it's going to overdevelop, and you're going to end up missing, probably behind.
0: Yeah, and and even if it – so, again, the boat is moving. So even they're up and down, like, you can see the shot on the water. It's behind. So even if they were – the boat moved, right? But my my
1: point is they're still behind. Still behind. I think the one thing that you had said, which – I think most people can relate to when you don't have landmarks like when it's looking over the water. It's hard to to. tell
2: distance. That was I was actually going to mention that, and that's a big thing. There's no, there's no tree. (laughs) There's nothing. You know,
1: and they're kind of, especially if it would be maybe their first glimpse of a Skoda. To me, they're big. They are big.
0: Well, I mean. Well, and we're, you know, I always hang her from the stern and I'm let them get here, let them get here. And they're like 75 yards away and somebody in the bow stands up and, man, they would have got to like double, double that, mm. you know, and then somebody already shot it. But let's say they're over the decoys. So they are, in my definition, in range. They're still behind them. But, but again, like, it's the kind of thing where, like, you sat there and you watched them. And again, people tell me, hey, we watch water. That's what we do. We watch the ducks. We watch the geese. I was like, well, I'm telling you, sitting on the ocean and you watch them forever come to you, like, yeah. it's it's got to be that. Because again, sitting there not paying attention and something whips around the corner, you know, or off the bow or off the stern, boom, dead. Mm-hmm. Like, and it's not crippled. It's dead. Versus, man, like Karen, you just talked about wounding something there. We're going to, it turns into a 10-minute boat ride to try to go get this boat. Right. What do you set your decoys at to, that you consider in range? So I would like to my furthest outside decoy. I would hope that it's not more than thirty yards. Uh, yeah. The the windier and rougher that it is, the I can go out there with two lines of decoys and sit the boat on the decoys, and the birds don't care. The days that it's flat, you know, I, I've told some people like, you know, as soon as we get out there, like this is this is not going to be as advertised. It, it, we have no wind, so right. you know, I'm not telling you you got to take the shot, but. That's as close as that bird's going to get. It's not going to get any closer. So if you guys want to shoot at it, you know, have at it. Yeah, kind not, of right? Rate. And um, yeah, the days that there's no wind, it is just it, it's tough. But the windier, obviously, there's the opposite is when it's too windy, it's rough and nasty. But the birds don't mind the they don't mind the boat at all when it's when it's rocking and rolling.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, thirty yards is plenty. I mean, you get a lot of guys with three and a half inch. Yeah. Yep.
3: Yeah,
0: yeah. Yep. What uh what's your what's your thoughts? I'll, I'll tell you what I. I'll tell you what I always tell everybody, but what's your thoughts on shot size? For waterfowl? Yeah. I'm a
2: big fan of twos and threes. Okay. Yeah. Uh, If I'm hunting uh, geese, canadas, dark geese, I'll shoot uh, twos pretty much, and I shoot three-inch, especially with the the improvements in uh, ballistic Mm -hmm. and and, and performances, I'll shoot twos. Um, I've shot ducks with fours, you know. Uh, a lot of this tungsten ammo is expensive. It's a little bit tough to to waste a lot of it, but uh, you know you hope your shooting's on when you're shooting that stuff. But it really, really wallops birds, and 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 uh, it's worth the money if you're you know if you're having a de- decent day shooting. And you could shoot fours, fives, yeah. You know? um, I I like that uh, blend. That uh, yep. BBs and twos, fours yep. and sixes. Yep. yep, yep,
3: yeah. yeah. So. Mm-hmm. the,
0: the Mollers exclusive, yeah. federal. Yeah. they called it the sea duck load we just say hey man it's a good waterfowl load but yeah um back in the day my mentor very good friend donald hughes which i've talked about before quite often he said it didn't matter but he's like and and this was me being young i'd buy a box of this a box of that whatever he's like go buy a case and shoot that's what you need to figure out don't don't mess around with all these different whatever the brand is whatever the shot size is it doesn't matter go buy a case of something and that's what you need to shoot every time and you need to a uh, adjust how you shoot to that and he said don't don't because i would be i would have a box of remington somethings and then winchester somethings and whatever 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 And we'd be sitting there and he's like man just just buy a case of whatever you want to buy expensive inexpensive it doesn't matter but learn to shoot that and again through through your gun you know how you shoot through your gun but but that's what you need to shoot your
2: your primary gun say i'm, I'm a big fan i, I like shotguns mm-hmm. um it's Probably my my biggest weakness <laughs> is, and I, I gravitate more and more towards over and unders. Uh, just I, I shoot on an over and under for sporting clays, uh, so I, I kind of just gravitate. I still have my semi-automatics. I take them out. I, I shoot a semi-automatic most of the time for mm-hmm. waterfowl. Uh, I do have a, a Browning over and under uh, camo waterfowl edition uh, that I've had for years. But uh, not only the gun, but the choke, especially since the the big impact we have of your your uh, removable chokes and choke yep. selection so what I tell people and same thing with sporting class. people ask me all the time I had one guy said to me what are you gonna shoot at this target presentation and I was relatively new to the sport and I'm like what do you mean I'm gonna shoot he goes well this target here is he I'm thinking about shooting a number eight shot with an improved cylinder choke over here and then at second shot I'm gonna go to like a modified choke with seven and a half I went, this is a fixed choke gun and I have seven and a half <laughs> shot.
0: That's what I'm shooting. <laughs> That's what I'm shooting.
2: So and I see people with choke changers. I see people all the time. And, and granted, there's a a time and a place to change your choke. I'm not a big fan of it. I put two chokes in my over and on my sporting clay gun and I just let it ride.
3: Mm.
2: You know. And if it costs me a target here or there, I'm not shooting for a world championship. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? But if you if you have a sixty yard crosser I would say go to an improved modified or something like that. If you have a 10-yard rabbit that's screaming by you, I would say put a skeet choke in you know, and, and use an 8 or 9 shot for the 10-yard rabbit where you're going to use a 7.5 shot. It's the biggest we can go, shot-wise in sporting plays, for that 60-yarder. You know, that mm-hmm. kind of thing. Just know your gun. If you have, And I saw, I think you did a video, guys, one time. When you were setting up your gun, you were, you were patterning her shotgun. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. So pattern your gun. And I tell people, my hunting clients, if you can, again, safe, safe gun handling, safe location to shoot, know your backstop, what's beyond it, everything, shoot with what you're going to wear. And, and because in September, when we're dove hunting, or, or if you're down in Texas shooting teal, you're going to be in a camo t-shirt, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But now you come January, or however your latest season goes on the boat, yep. you know, what are you going to be wearing? Gun, yeah, so now it's a two different, completely mm-hmm. different feel of the gun, yep. you know, that kind of thing so you have to mm, take advantage yeah you have to for your for your fun's sake mm-hmm. a, and more outcome as well as as the animal's
0: sake
3: you, yep. you
2: want to be you know tuned in as as you're going to go like you're going hunting
1: yeah that's a good point
0: so back to the shot size like that's the biggest well yeah it's got to be up there if it's not the biggest question it's got to be up there pretty high like what shot should I hey I've never shot sea ducks what should I bring hey I, I like smaller size shot versus larger larger size shot but like don't I don't want you bringing something small and you like you're you know they they cuss me right oh Jeff said to shoot this that or the other but I right. said you should you should shoot what you you know, you feel comfortable shooting but my my line is is that it's a if it's a ten dollar shell or a ten cent shell if you're two feet behind you're two feet behind so it doesn't really matter what you're shooting right again it's more about that it's about the lead and and. It doesn't really matter. Again, it could be the cheapest shell in the market, the most expensive shell. If you're behind them, you're behind. Them. It's not the shell's not going to help you with that. Right? Exactly. Exactly. Mm. Yeah. All right. Very good. Um, I'm am going to switch gears. What else would you like to say about shotguns, sporting plays. I. It's Tell, please, the stop. biggest
2: thing with sporting clays and, and the biggest growth numbers in the sport right now are with ladies shooters, women shooters.
3: Okay.
2: The, the other big thing with sporting clays, it's a great game for everybody. It's kids. I've had clients as young as nine years old. Okay. And I've had clients in their 70s. You know, uh, uh, so it's just a great family outing. Mm-hmm. It's safe. You know, it's as safe gun handling is paramount, but the sport itself is safe. Mm-hmm. There's plenty of rules out there. Some courses have roving range officers to make sure if you have any questions, you don't know. You know and, and they always tell you in the sporting clays community, if you see somebody messing up, say something. Sure. Don't be afraid to speak up mm-hmm. because sooner or later it's going to end up in an accident. Yeah. I was on a course one time and I, I heard this boom. And that's just real loud. I'm like, And then I look down and there's somebody shooting a high brass number four shot. On a sporting clay course. And just, of uh, course, I'm familiar with, and I know the range, o- uh, range officers. Well, one of them comes flying towards me, and I'm standing there with this, you know, hunting load. And I said, you're looking for him? <laughs> Where is he? I said, He's, whoever it is is right in front of me because I just picked this up. Wow. So I, another story, I was at a, at a pheasant club. Uh, and they give you a, a talk. It's the first time I'm like, and I'm looking at the owner. He says, I had a group of sports teams in from Philadelphia. That's what he told me. That's what he told me. He said, and I asked everybody before we hit the fields, they, they had set up this hunt. So they, they, they had hired the guide and the dogs, the whole thing. He says, everybody have number six shot, number seven and a half. They were hunting like chucker, partridge, and pheasant. And one guy says, well, I'm not exactly sure what I have, but I have shotgun ammo. So she said, it was actually a woman guide. She says, let me see what you have. He had slugs. He had <laughs> shotgun slugs that he was going to load into his gun and take out
0: in the field. So, yeah. Mm. So. Much like the snakeheads, Karen's after this, she's going to say, where can we go? Where, is, where would you say for much. Karen to go for the first time to experience her best experience with sporting clays? Where should she sporting go?
2: Sporting clays? Yeah. Um, I'm a big fan of Schrader's. Okay. Uh, right down here on the eastern shore. Uh, Hopkins. Hopkins is uh, a great course Very challenging Very mm-hmm. challenging But there's something there That you could find that, that you would You know Can can break consistently You know what I mean
1: You know what Schrader's is
2: mm-hmm. Okay It's in the Molly zip code Okay Yeah So um, Guys if I'm available Let me know I'll come down
1: Alright Yeah I'm going to take you up gonna be,
0: She's going to be like I want to go do this
1: now Well especially like, you know, Should she
0: shoot 12 gauge Or 20 gauge I would recommend What do you, what do you hunt with uh, The
1: 20
2: I'm much prefer yeah. the 20 then, then shoot a 20 gauge. Mm-hmm. I, I shot well um, the
1: 28.
0: 28. <laughs> well, we have a 20. You, have you shot
1: the 28? Yeah,
2: okay. I did.
0: I s- ah, yes, you did. Yes, I yeah, did, it was lose very deal. nice. Yeah. I yeah. shot
2: last week at one of the clubs in Pennsylvania. Changed owners. They they had the, the new owners. Super nice guy. Super nice family actually. Had their grand reopening under the new name, new ownership. So I went up, met a friend of mine, and I bought my 28 gauge.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And I'm a big fan of 16 gauge. Okay. So mm-hmm. I bought and I have a 16 gauge sporting clay's gun. Huh.
3: Uh,
2: so I I shot one round with my 28 gauge and then we took a break, had lunch, and went back out. I had the 16 gauge. My buddy had his. Uh, we both shot 28 gauges to begin with, mm-hmm. and then the second round, I had uh, my 16 and he had a 20.
3: Okay.
2: And uh, his dad shot us with shot with us the first round. He had a 12, and his dad beat us both. But he right. had a 12. gauge <laughs> There were some hard targets
1: there. Uh, yeah, I was surprised actually. The 28 didn't it wasn't i call it smooth as the 20 i actually prefer the 20 but the, the 28 is just nice lightweight you know yeah, what, it's not heavy what
2: gun is the 28 benelli the super black eagle three. Yeah. okay yeah. i just bought the benelli uh ethos sport okay 28 gauge yep. okay. that's what i have nice light gun so, mm. so i call it a one-hander <laughs>
1: yeah it's really it is you easy. carry
2: that all day and if you're if you were hunting uh well, anything but if yeah, you were like yeah. upland hunting and walking after quail or something mm-hmm. like that you carry that all day easy yeah,
1: yeah. nice yeah and no, we, we will have to have to find some time right especially before before we go to canada i would like to yeah sure yeah have us a, have, a, have some practice time
2: if you have one of the guns here i'd be glad to look at you just to see your mount and see
0: how it fits She she what she said should we get a gun out and i was like no karen <laughs>
2: We can do it inside. Oh, I don't know. The neighbors, play. I don't but But uh, no, 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 no. we won't fire any shots, but I no, can look no, at I mean, you in your We have gun. our
1: resident Mark, police officer yeah, across the Martin, road. He
0: always, has his, he always has his SIG on his side when we see him. So. He has his own
1: range back there.
0: There, there may be it's a few nice. loaded handguns <laughs> right here, close anyway, right? Karen's yeah,
1: we both have our. Uh, closer license. than you
0: think. Yep. Yeah.
1: <laughs> both have our licenses.
0: Yeah. All right. Can I switch gears? Go. I want to talk about Philadelphia. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. So I want to go back to my, my the whole Route 95 thing. I spent my weekends in Woodland, Pennsylvania. Okay, um, Jefferson Avenue, uh, I, uh, elementary school in Lake Middle School. I, we were there, we were there every 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 weekend. Um, he was we I called him Uncle. It was my mother's great aunt and uncle. Uncle was from Smith Island. He was a Bradshaw from Smith Island as a youngster. It, it freaked me out that his birthday it was eighteen ninety nine. Wow. And Auntie was born Auntie was from Darlington, That's Maryland, crazy. but she was born in nineteen hundred, so Wow. Um and tribute to Aunt Auntie, I will say that uh Viola Bradshaw, I'll say that probably in her lifetime it's gotta be the biggest um, the biggest amount of technology. You know, she she was born when they didn't have electricity and when she passed away they, there's the world wide web. Like mm. you know, she I mean she saw like from the Great Depression to and on and on and on and on. they all they worked at um eddie stone print in okay in woodland there so um that said we want to know what we we have never we've never ex- well I, I i have not i don't think you have either what's that the best philly cheesesteak <laughs> <laughs> okay the, there's the taurus cheesesteaks
2: Which everybody, you'll hear Pats and Geno's every time there's a major sporting event in the city. What's the
1: one that's in the middle?
2: Pashunk Avenue. So Pashunk Avenue. Yes. And then on one side of Pashunk is Pats, Mm -hmm. the originator of the cheesesteak. And then right across the other side is Geno's. That's basically the area I grew up in. It's within walking distance. I grew up in what's called Bella Vista, Beautiful View. But it, it's a very easy walk from the, the area I grew up in. Spent mm-hmm. a lot of time there. I grew up uh, a block or two away from 9th Street, where if you saw the Rocky movie, he's jogging down and they okay. throw the apple or tomato at him, whatever it is. Yep, yep. So, funny story when I was in the police academy, I had to start jogging and I still lived in that area. So, I developed like a 10, ten mile routine and I would finish it coming down 9th Street, except they were throwing rotten fruit at me when I was coming <laughs> down the street. So, and a lot, I knew a lot of the guys and it was like, hey, Rocky! And they're throwing crap at me. And I'm just like, all right, Steve, and another Stevie, all right, Stevie, you, know, you have to do that, that kind of stuff. <laughs> That's um, mean. Yeah, but uh, so there's a lot of smaller shops, not well as well known, Yep. but they have fantastic cheese sticks. There's mm-hmm. one, I, I I don't know the owner, can I throw him a plug? Yeah, please. Uh, But But yeah, it's please. called Angelo's, it's right on the corner of 9th and Fitzwater, it's basically really in the old neighborhood, right down the street from a great... Bed, a bread bakery, Sarcones. Actually, I think they're part of the same family. His cheesesteaks are phenomenal. Really? Uh, there's a couple in my neighborhood, like d- down on, I'm south now, most near the b- ballparks, that are really good cheesesteaks. Mm-hmm. Just really good cheesesteaks. There's, uh, there's one called City Pizza, That's a great cheesesteak. Uh, surprisingly, uh, you know, it's a pizza place, but the cheesesteaks mm-hmm. are fantastic. Mm-hmm. Another place called Steak 'em Up. Yeah, so
0: that kind of goes saying in hand. Is Cheese Whiz? No, okay. I've heard, I, I've had, I've, I've read a lot of stuff, and I was like, "Man, that's," and I didn't, it didn't, it didn't make sense to me. But I was like, "It's." I've read it, man. Cheese whiz—that's that's like one of the key ingredients to a true Philly cheese. Steak. It's just, it, it is the signature. But I'm shaking my head because
2: I'm not a cheap American, right? Pribilone, now, mm-hmm. white American or yellow
0: American? You're only going to get
2: white American.
0: Okay. Yeah, yeah. There's a little side story. I had two brothers who always come down from from Philly, and they talked about wawa they got subs at wawa and i guess i can say
3: it. What?
0: they called it welfare cheese welfare cheese that <laughs> yes. the, the yellow you know, cheese like,
3: that
2: makes great that's gr- not american it makes american
0: is <laughs> white cheese that's welfare cheese
2: huh. and welfare chairs makes great uh, grilled cheese sandwiches good mm. yeah,
3: that's what yeah they would, there you go that's
0: what they would call it it's welfare cheese <laughs>
3: mm.
1: yeah i don't know in australia there is no cheese that's yellow like that. Yeah, you just would not find that cheese in Australia. Yeah,
0: so it's waffer cheese in Australia too. No, now that I'm comfortable saying waffer cheese,
1: it's, you don't get processed cheese. You would get craft singles. That's what you would have. Is that yellow or white? Um, it wasn't the bright yellow that it is here. <laughs> and we just talked about the the, the color yellow, yellow f- five and six, and how carcinogenic it is.
0: So I shouldn't be drinking my diet, do?
1: Yeah, no, you shouldn't. Do the do. <laughs> it won't stop us. But actually to go back to the cheesesteak. Uh, yeah, do thing, it please, the because the best cheesesteak that,
2: that I like. Yes. Not to not to tap myself on the back is my cheesesteak. There you there go. You so go. I, before I got in the police department I spent twelve years in the restaurant business, a majority oh. of it as a cook. Okay. okay. So never, not classically tra- trained, but I know my way around the kitchen. Now what I'm do-
1: nervous about cooking for him. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what, what is your what's your what is your key to your best? Philly cheesesteak, good steak, mm-hmm. good bread,
2: and a little butter on your cheesesteak before you melt the cheese on it. Mm.
3: Okay.
0: Is a steakum true steak? <laughs> no,
3: no. cheese oh, <laughs> say <laughs> not yours. No,
2: there is. Have <laughs> I have I eaten steakums and turned them into a <laughs> cheesesteak? Yes. Would I prefer that over a nice piece of chipped beef? No. Okay. All right.
1: <laughs> Oh, Jeff and his junk food, man! Mm. What's my favorite? Oh, come Wait. on! What? I don't know. Oh gosh, way you back got so many. Come on! Way... If oh, I would you're... say it was a bachelor oh, night, okay. It, oh. Bachelor
0: <laughs> weekend. What am I going to do?
1: You're going to do Steakums and um, potato tots. Potato tots. <laughs> <Yo>.
0: All right. <laughs> It's my bachelor weekend. Yeah,
1: yeah, <laughs> yeah. We had bachelor weekend, and I got to enjoy it with you. <laughs> at Some point recently. She says steak is not real. You no, say it's not even real meat.
2: I don't think it is. It's so
1: processed.
2: Yeah, it's just a processed meat-like substance. <laughs> and it, yeah. ca-
0: it came from a cow, though, right? Somewhere.
1: It's it, yeah. it kind of like dog food,
0: like
2: ca- like hot dog. <laughs> yeah. yeah,
0: like a hot dog.
1: Okay. Like a sausage.
0: Yeah. All right, yeah. so we can all say that then. All right. Evidently, yeah. There you go. Steak what? is. <laughs> <laughs> steak them is uh, real meat. I How about this? It's like McDonald's. It's pure beef. Not 100% real beef. It's 400% pure, pure beef. beef yeah, yeah.
1: yeah I, I think I ate Scrapple, and then I made the mistake of reading the ingredients.
2: And you didn't like yeah, it?
1: No. Mm. Haven't had a since.
0: <laughs> One of my favorite breakfast, well, any time food, Scrapple. Oh, yeah. yeah. Stephen, you mentioned the stadiums. I've never been to any of the new stadiums. I, I was, I've been to the Spectrum twice. Mr. Spectrum it was a great place. Oh, I, I had really I have good memories of watching Hulk Hogan in, in the Spectrum. <laughs> spectrum. Yep, against the uh, Iron Sheik. Yeah, just passed that, away. Yes, sadly. And then I saw a um, a Sixers game against the uh, Atlanta Hawks. Okay. But I've never been to a Phillies game. I think I think I was invited to go to a Phillies game. There went to the old stadium. Yeah. Um, but never been to the new stuff. So, what are you? You're an Eagle, uh, a Broad Street Bully, a Philly. More of a Flyers guy. Flyers Broad guy, Street okay. Yep. G right. okay. yeah. Geoff uh, on PEI, did you hear that? Geoff's <laughs> a big Bruins fan. get <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, Bruins In my world, my professional
2: world, not my shooting professional world, so I don't get to enjoy a lot of hot runs when they're on playoff streaks and stuff like that because they're usually, if I'm not working it, and like this year on the Super Bowl, I, like, was watching the Super Bowl and waiting for my phone to ring because I was going to have to gather my uniform. Right now I'm in an investigatory position, so I wear a suit and tie, shirt and tie Mm -hmm. to work. But I I have to maintain a uniform because I'm a supervisor. So I'm just like, oh, here we go. And then, like, last season with the Phillies, the Phillies went on, and I'm like, okay, yeah. So um, I have three years left on the job. (laughs) Uh It's awesome, Uh man. So if they could just hold off winning another championship (laughs) until I'm done. And and here's the biggest problem, and I I chose to live there. There's no way for me to get home or in and out of my house because the parade goes right down Broad Street in front of my house. Oh, gosh. So, So great. For you know, seeing all the events yeah. and stuff like that. And, and if you wanted to walk to the stadiums, you could. Mm-hmm. You know, I've walked to different concerts and stuff. like The Eagles practice field, I walk by the Eagles practice field eh, a couple times a week when I'm walking my dogs.
3: Okay. so Very yeah. cool. Yeah.
2: So it's, it's a neat location to live in. What I really like about it, like I said, when we first started, is that uh, I'm hardly in the city when my day's off. Mm-hmm. I'm a mile from... I'm, I'm literally... A to a block and a half from the from the entrance to the Walt Women Bridge to take me to Jersey, mm. right around the corner from the entrance to Seventy Six West to take me out of the city and go upstate Pennsylvania, and a mile from Ninety Five North and South either yep. way. Mm. So, um, not a giant house, but it's a it's a very well lived in house. As so, you and I, that's what you yes, said, yeah, one hundred
0: percent. The South South Broad Street area is is very well developed in these these days. Right? Yeah, yep, yep. Uh, do you remember like the late 80s on into the 90s? Was it pretty pretty desolate, would you say?
2: South Broad, it all depend on exactly. Like I live my, where my house is. There's a block of houses. And then it's the last row of homes until you get into, there's a credit union, police and fire credit union, a social security building. And then the houses back there. They're relatively new. They would be the late 80s, 90s. So that area was. And then when you go further down, it's, uh, we call it the lakes. Franklin Delano, FDR Park, Franklin Delano Roser Park, which right. is, my son went for a walk down there this morning. He's sending me videos. There's a whole flock of mallards on the bank, and I he's got... like, look at all these ducks down here. And we have deer down there. We have fox. We
0: have ducks, woodcock. Oh, they, they all come through there. So maybe maybe my, my my names have been fogged from the years, but I in the late, mid to late 80s, I thought that there was a heavy uh street drag racing scene in south philadelphia 1100
2: patterson sure that,
0: that, so yeah. patterson not yeah. not on broad street
2: not not on broad but right off abroad okay so 1100 that's where i was going with this yes <laughs> yeah um, well, was
1: that your childhood years uh
0: no not street childhood. racing no but that was that was like it was in the car i never went there but i, okay. I always heard about these like south philly street and, races and Southwest philly which is real close right over the bridge right like 65th street There was a big drag
2: racing uh, issue back then. Mm -hmm. 1100 Patterson, 1100, not so much Packer, but down through there, and then of course you had uh, Front Street, right? Front Street,
0: yeah. Maybe Front. So Front Street, like where the new state, where the new Eagle State, like ninety-five turn, right? Right. There could, was That's that's it was Front yeah. Street. It's that's pretty big.
2: much. It takes yeah, you down Eleventh, yeah. but it's yeah. it's just so open down there. You go from Eleventh to like yeah, yeah, Front yeah. or Third, like that. And there was mm. there was drag racing all through there. I had a real good friend of mine, one of my closest ch- neighbor, closest childhood friend growing up. He was into uh, muscle cars,
0: and mm-hmm. we may or may not have spent a night or two
3: uh,
0: <laughs> zipping around there. So, uh, Cecil County Dragway, you know, halfway close to Philly, that there was guys that would come down from wherever they did race and race at the track, and then where I told you, ninety-five ended at Eastern Avenue on ninety-five, like kind of northbound, they would drag because there was there was there was literally nobody there. Right. Um, but yeah, so anyway, I'm kind of got off the topic there a little bit, but Stephen Clay's and Wings dot com dot com but it's the letter N Spelled
2: so it it's C-L-A-Y-S the letter N as in Nathan wings W-I-N-G-S and yes every now and then I do get a phone call asking me how, how I sell my wings are they hot
0: are they spe-
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. really so, but yes
0: yeah, so it's claysandwings.com claysandwings.com and on social media where can everyone find you
2: I'm on Instagram right now under the same thing claysandwings
0: uh, clays the letter N wings, wings. yep right. yep last words to you thank you thank no, you for no. inviting me down thank, no, thank you. you thank you for taking me
2: for a tour for the uh the the home of pitbull's world headquarters yeah, she's, <laughs> she's a
0: little little uh lived well you said lived in. it's not, it's not lived in yet no it's just disorganized, just, it's disorganized yeah. yeah
2: that's getting there though it's it's a work in progress and yep. it's it's going to be fantastic i uh, yeah um I was just going to say, it's, it's, an
0: no. awesome, it's awesome. Thank you. Thank, thank you. You're, you're more than welcome to come back anytime you like. We are going to have an open house and a Waterfowler's sidewalk sale. So, Love.
1: Yeah, because Jeff has stuff. <laughs> stuff,
0: stuff, We stuff. all have stuff.
1: Yeah, all I have more
0: stuff that I, I could sell
2: as far as, <laughs> I don't know how many sets of, of choke tubes from different manufacturers. More for sporting clays that I have sitting. on I really should sell. You talked about, like, buy stuff and try, yeah. you know. I was I went through that whole phase. I'm going to buy this brand choke. I'm going to buy this brand choke. They just make up your mind and, and settle on something that you're confident with, with and that
0: works for you.
1: Well, maybe we could make it it's the sidewalk sale, but you know, have people who want to do like
0: um I kind of thought about that. Yeah, that would Benders be been, Yeah, so I you did, could I you could you of. could,
1: you know, have your uh, tailgate kind of store going on. My
0: my biggest um, Let's say negative thing, but the obstacle. My biggest thought in that that it could be negative is like parking, not not for just parking in general.
3: That, yeah, that's Yeah, for sure.
0: Actually, I thought of Noah and uh, Michael Hickman this morning
1: mm-hmm.
0: about you know doing like cooking on on Whaleyville there and like like is it safe for people to, like, to pull no, off the road? No, so that's where I'm going. With it's
1: it. a it's a mini speedway, yeah, right. yeah. 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 All right, but uh, yeah, now we'll have to talk about that because that you know could bring you down and maybe you could. You know bring like minded people around who are looking for stuff, yeah.
0: Somehow, I don't know exactly, uh, is it conscious or subconscious for what? Well, I, I think we're about to fire the grill up, yes. And it seems to be at least with the with big bird, and, and we're like anybody that comes here in person, it turns into like a little bit of a, a cookout social type mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. So that's what we're gonna do, we're gonna fire the grill up. I'll let you figure out what you want to throw on. I know what I want to put on there, just mm-hmm. for shits and giggles. Okay. But you can you can do your... You can do your... Uh, yeah,
1: chicken burgers. Yeah.
0: Chicken thighs? Mm-hmm. With what on them?
1: Old Bay. Old Bay, there we go. Good. Sounds
0: good. Steven, B-L-O. <laughs> <laughs> I, Got it. I was slow to B-L-O. B-L-O. Stephen Bieler, thank you clays and wings with the letter N we appreciate it this is another episode of the pit boss podcast love thank you for sitting in with us I do appreciate that too this is brought to you by Molly's Place sporting goods easily found on route 213 in Kennedyville Maryland where you can fuel your adventure at mymollys.com. maybe I shouldn't say it but I have wind at the new web there's a new URL it's not mymollys it is Molly's. M-O-L-L-Y-S dot com is coming soon. So. Really? Yep.
1: How'd they get that one? I,
0: I, I can't tell you where I know that from, but <laughs> I know that, that that to be a fact. Very cool. Or at least I was told it's a fact. So. Uh, Molly's Place Sporting Goods, Crabs to Go, Duck Blind Bistro, Dirty Duck Coffee, and Duck Water Boats. Please, everyone... Even if you're not going to buy any of their products, please go check them out. We appreciate it. We appreciate their support. And we appreciate you listening to us. So listening to us, I will slow down. Anything you want to say, love? Nope. Just
1: thanks to Steve for coming all the way oh, down. Uh, no
0: problem. We do, we we do, many do appreciate it. Yep. It was very interesting. A busy summer Saturday afternoon. So mm-hmm. we're going to fire the grill up. As always. One of you.
1: <laughs> go Steve. Hey,
0: Thank wait, I'll do it Honor. again. I'll do it again. <laughs> Thank As always thinking of you
2: we are <laughs> <Boom>. <laughs> that's what I thought you were looking for happy Saturday